Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Episode three. What? Episode three. <laughs> yep, I don't think those were words before. Hello! Oh, oh God. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are we doing today? How are you today? I don't know. You don't know how you're doing today? No. Did you work today? Is that why? I worked this morning. Okay. Yeah, I taught. I had a, a circle sing paint and play and a big muscle builders oh boy. class. So. Muscle builders? Yeah, it's a gym class. You go in the gym and ah. everyone gets to like, you know, run around and do shit. And throw balls and stuff. Basically. Today's well. theme was big and little. So we played with big balls and little balls and big blocks and little blocks and big jumps and little jumps. So. <laughs> Big balance beams and little balance beams and big, what are they called? Well, not monkey bars. It's a gymnastics thing that, like, the bar, that gymnastics bar. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. just like a normal. Just, just a, like a normal gymnastics bar. It's like the bar. I don't preparation know. for the uneven bars. Sure. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> <laughs> the uneven bars, are the, the, so there's that bar, and then mm. there's the higher bar, and that's the, where they go from the one to the two. Okay. And then they do the really cool, like, eight flips in a row dismount. Mm-hmm. You know, Got it. what I'm saying. So anyway, yeah, I taught those classes this morning, um, which were, like, really chill. I just got tired. I don't know. It's I, fine. It's so sleepy. It's so... I feel like... I mean, I've been in California for the past five days, so I can't really attest to this. But coming back to Chicago and having it be the second week of October and it's warm still... Just, it was cool the last couple of days, actually. Today, okay, good. Today, it warmed up a lot, but it's been... It feels like I'm still in California. Yeah, no, we've been living in the 50s and, like, early 60s. Early, Jesus. <laughs> Skylar's in his early 60s. <laughs> the low 60s. Um, uh, it's been, like, yeah, I've been waking up in the morning, and it's been, like, 50 degrees. Mm. And then, like, the high for the day is, like, 62 or something. That's been the last That's couple of terrible. days. Now that you've enjoyed my weather update... Um, <laughs> Back Let's to you, talk Bob. about the show. Back Hi. to you in the studio. I'm Megan. I'm Bob. Yeah. And we're doing the thing Bob. that's called... What? I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm Skylar. We're doing the thing that's the that's called The Feeny Call. The Feeny Call. It's a podcast where we talk about Boy Meets World. In case you didn't know, if this is you just tuning in for the first time. That's true. Skylar's beatboxing. Well, that's, that's our theme song, right? It's oh, like, right. <laughs> Yeah. And then Eric goes, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I think that that should be the new intro. I yeah, just you. Get rid of all the hard work you did on piecing together this yeah. like cool little apple loop beat and mm-hmm. slicing in yeah. the, the calls and just make it incoherent and me mumbling. <laughs> like, Mr. Feeney. It's like if somebody were playing a Transformers movie in the next room. Yes. Um, with the volume on just high enough mm-hmm. for you to hear all the nonsense and none of the dialogue. Yes. That's that's what that basically is. All of the metal is. clashing together. Right. Jesus. Transformers <laughs> movies. We let so many of those We let made. so many of those happen. <laughs> and they're still happening. Wasn't Bumblebee really? only in oh, like fuck, you're last right. that year? Was within a year. Oh man, they're we, still being made. They're still doing. We're still making. At least it's not still Shia LaBeouf. No, and listen, Fox. Shia LaBeouf was. He fine. did a great job, but if he were still make, if he was like seven Transformers movies in, I'd sure. be like, 
time to pick a new franchise well, friend. Okay, let's add Tom Cruise next time. God, no, let's not ever add Tom Cruise to anything. Uh, Mission Impossible 27. No, he's too old. He's going to be in a retirement home. He is. <laughs> It's going to be like Mission Impossible getting to the lunchroom in time for <laughs> 12 p.m. lunch. Right. The the Mission Impossible the impossible mission this time is like getting out of bed and Yes. <laughs> what I was going to say is we we let so many multi-billion dollar movies get made based on a line of toys from the 1980s. Right? That uh we we pumped a lot of money into that we have. in this world. I mean, I feel like anyone who was grew up in the 80s, I feel like we'll get to a place where they're going to do the same thing for us in the 90s. Because right now, I think a lot 80s is a popular, it's a very popular thing because a lot of people making art right now were mm -hmm. were kids and teens in the 80s. Yep. And yeah, people who are successful enough to have their films be multi-million dollar are people who grew up in the 80s so we'll get to a place i think where when we're in like our late 20s early 30s where now we'll get some 90s stuff we already are like we are for sure repackaged every disney movie from the 90s well that's true (laughs) but that's because we our priorities are not making more movies they're watching the movies that we watched when we were kids (laughs) we're really clinging taking advantage of that holding on tight uh, here, I mean, here we fucking are making a podcast about a show, a show from, from the from 90s. 90s it's so true. Who are we That's to talk? very true. All right. Let's jump in on this. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about this episode. So season two, we're Epi- still in season two. Episode three. Episode three. It is called Notorious, which is like the shortest name for an episode like we don't get a far. lot of one, one word episode titles. No. Usually it's a little, it's got a little more of an. It's bold explanation but it's bold it's new takes a lot of commitment (laughs) yeah one word you're stuck with one word that is a lot of commitment so anyway what happens well oh yeah i gotta do a recap oh yeah we also oh my god so many things what's the trivia on notorious our trivia for today is Uh this is the first episode since uh 1.8 where topanga does not appear wow she had a good run she's not in the next one either She's not. And I actually wrote in my notes, where is Topanga? Yeah, because she's supposed to sit we right in front her, of Corey. We made her a, a valuable character and yep. said, like, eh, don't need her in these two episodes. You know what I think it is? I think she would. I think they were probably writing these this episode and the next one. And someone was like, and what's Topanga doing? And they're like, she can't be around. She's too reasonable for these right? plots. They go hand in hand with each other. And so I feel mm-hmm. like if she was in one and not the other, it would make less sense to them putting her just not in either. Well, it's true. You know, the, you're right. These two episodes do not um, well. The Eric plot immediately links of this episode and the next. Yes, that the, goes hand in hand. The that, Sean and Corey episodes. Sure, not they so much. they have their shit and life goes on as normal. But we do introduce stuff in this episode that like we see continue to play out yeah as like a longer scene basically and i think this is is the first time that that has happened because the episodes have been pretty one-off as of now i should yeah i'm with you that i don't think we've we've really come across another episode that what had events that were so immediately related to To the events of a preceding episode episode. Mm -hmm. yeah everything else is kind of contained in its bubble Mm -hmm. i mean you obviously can need a little context for some of the episodes um but i think that 
yeah, so far this is the only one that has directly correlated with the previous episode. Well, I shouldn't say previous episode. With the next episode. It correlates with the next episode. Yes. Because we're only on three right now. You're right. So what happened in this episode? All right. It's Megan's recap time. Let me tell you. On your mark. Get set. Go. So... Can I start over? You are five seconds in <laughs> yeah. with nothing to show. <laughs> well, because I went so, and then I instantly thought about how you're always like, well, you spend the first, first five you seconds You always going, waste four okay, seconds so, of saying um, so. Like, all right, you know what? Self-conscious. Here's what we're going to do. You say, you, so, do, you get yourself we'll start. started, and I'll start when you actually start. Okay. Sean and Corey are, they go find Eric. He's in the newspaper room. And uh, when Eric leaves to run and chase the girl because she's afraid of the rats, uh, Corey, or sorry, Sean changes Feeney to Weenie in the headline so that the headline of the next day's school newspaper says uh, the new principal is Weenie. And then Mr. Feeney gets upset about it and he asks Corey who did it. And Corey says, or Corey won't tell him. And so then he threatens him with suspension. Um, but Corey won't back down and he won't budge. And then um, Sean gets caught anyway. Time. And then the whole B plot with Eric and Desiree. Yeah, the B plot. But like, we'll touch on it. Less important. Sure. Especially since it reappears in next the next episode. And it's a little more yeah. evident, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, that was all right. Yeah, I mean, we got the A plot down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. B plot, Eric meets uh, the most annoying character ever oh. introduced to this show. The um, worst. She's the, I mean, we're not supposed to like her, but God damn it, I hate her. I know, she's the worst. <laughs> she's so annoying. And like, I forgot how mean she is to Jason, she is too. Really mean to Mostly Jason. in the next episode, not so much in this episode. Kicking off the episode, though, I love it when Sean calls people babe. I don't even care who it is. I just love it. Who does he call, babe? The girl in the, mm-hmm, in the, the, girl office, in the office, in the newspaper office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a time when that was just like casually tossed around a lot. I mm-hmm. guess I don't know. I've never it's been a huge like a, babe fan myself. I was gonna say I had a friend who called everyone hun. Mm. So it's kind of one of those things where I feel like if you're that type of person who uses it universally, it's a little more sure. See, I hate that shit too. Like calling everyone hun, mm-hmm. that always feels patronizing. Yeah. Oh yeah, it feels very patronizing. <laughs> But for some reason, I love it when Sean does it. Oh, well. He's right. just a little twerp. I'm not into it. <laughs> I don't love it. What did, what did you learn? What did you... I learned that basically if you want to feel special or if you want something to make you stand out, it should not be at the cost of someone else's happiness or pride or dignity. Mm. I'm into that. So, and I think that translates to the A plot and the B plot simply because Amy kind of says you shouldn't do, if you do something to kind of hurt somebody else, it doesn't make you special. And then obviously Eric's like, I'm dating a senior, I'm special, but it's kind of like at what cost? You know? Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, it's really interesting you point that out. I haven't had any, even, this is, I'm bad at my job, clearly. <laughs> I hadn't even really sussed out the immediate connection of like making poor choices to, to feel special. Uh, and becoming special in a way that is not great. Yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even really sussed out that that's the same, even though Eric literally says it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so bad at this. If anyone wants my job, apparently it's <laughs> um, So Skylar just quit, I just, apparently. Well, I should fire myself, I guess. <laughs> he missing, fired himself. I guess you that. have that authority. Yeah. Um, I'm with that. Yeah, I think that it is... 
it is a, a well done episode and talking about the idea of new kids and mm-hmm. or new new people mm-hmm. new settings and your brand whatever that is you know, branding yourself you're branding yourself exactly well yeah because uh cory says something along the lines of like take it easy on him mr feeney's just trying to make a name for himself he's in a new place and feeney's like oh, well, so, so am I. I yeah no i love that bit because i'm i'm with mr turner where he's telling mr feeney like calm down like aren't yeah. you like you're really throwing a fit over this isn't that a little much mm-hmm. and like i'm i'm with him i'm on his side right up until feeney's like I'm also like a new kid in this school. Mm-hmm. All right. So like what? And why? I need to establish my authority. Like I can't have sure. my authority already. Even that, like for me, it's a matter of just like this idea of like, not even about the authority, but just like a reputation. Mm-hmm. It is why is Feeney's reputation less important than, than, than these children? Yeah. And like, it's something you're not considering because you're mm-hmm. sitting here watching this all through their lens and that's the way they framed it. And then he puts, he flips that and he tells Mr. Turner like effectively, like why does my reputation matter less than theirs? Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, you're right. I why suppose it? it's, well, and it's just kind of a tricky situation because everyone assumes that it's Sean, but no mm-hmm. one really knows for a fact except for Corey that it's Sean. Mm-hmm. And so effectively you're saying, why is Sean's reputation more important than mine? But at the same time, it's kind of like, be the rest of the school doesn't know who it is so it's right. not even really a reputation of anybody that's true it's who's true, like, getting that fame and fortune right. at the cost of Feeney's reputation it's really interesting how how much Sean like is thrilled by what he's done and how cool it makes him mm-hmm. but then like it's abundantly clear that he doesn't want anyone to know <laughs> yeah and until the girl walks by and she's like I would do anything for him if mm-hmm. he were my boyfriend and I'm like why? why girl why? why like have some standards that's i don't know I, I do think it's also really i don't know maybe it's indicative of the times but i feel like if that course of events were to happen in a real school people would be like haha and then like move on with their life yep. you know like everyone yeah. would chuckle at the newspaper like it would not people wouldn't keep talking about it yeah, all no. day probably continue talking about the horror that is our national news on a daily yep. basis yep as opposed to our little local newspaper typo. Oh yeah, definitely uh, a sign of the times. <laughs> it's fine. It does its plot well. Um, I like and I and I like. There's a lot of good moments in here. Like again, I love that scene with Turner and Feeney. Mm. I love the scene with Corey and Feeney at the end in the office there and getting to break down Feeney's relationship to Corey and mm-hmm. how layered it is. And mm-hmm. that's like, I'm your principal. I'm your teacher. Yeah. I'm your neighbor. Mm-hmm. I'm your mentor. Mm-hmm. Like. There's lots of layers of who I am to you. Mm-hmm. And Feeney does an amazing job as an authority figure for a young person who understands his various roles to that young human mm-hmm. and like can so seamlessly switch between them as a situation dictates. Yeah. You know, like that's a really difficult thing because like if you are in a position of being either an authority or a role model to a young person, then yeah you want to be like you want to have fun you want to be their friend but then also you want to like teach them and also there's like discipline like being able to switch between all those things is a crazy huge challenge obviously for parents like they experience that all the time like i want my kid to like me i want to have fun with them i want to be friends but i also like have to punish them and you know be in be the authority figure there which we see that trope all the time in sitcoms where it's like oh i'm a parent i don't know how to do this you know i don't know how to switch between these things Mm -hmm. and it's interesting feeney's never that has no kids of his own Mm-mm. and yet expertly 
manages being the authority figure and like the neighborly mentor who is sitting here from like a responsibility perspective in school you have a responsibility to tell your principal who shamed him mm-hmm. but then as a like life coach yeah <laughs> uh i think it is noble that you are protecting your friend and you know like that he does such a great job of allowing mm-hmm. Corey the freedom to find those choices with like gentle steering and nudging yeah and never stepping out of that lane and it's it's one of those episodes where i feel like even the adults are kind of back and forth on what's right Mm -hmm. and what is the correct what is the morally correct thing to do in this situation because you've got amy and alan who are like well this amy's like well you've got to tell and alan's like no, don't he doesn't. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you rat have out a to friend. rat out your friend because we're poor. Because we're poor. <laughs> oh, that is, great line. That's a great line. Great line. Can you afford college? You have to lie or tell on your friend because we're poor. Yeah, so funny. I love that bit. But then you've also got Turner, who was kind of saying the same thing. He was kind of like, mm, "You need to." fess up to this mm-hmm. but also he's kind of like i don't yeah everyone's a little wishy-washy on it everyone's very honestly yeah. except feeney like feeney's clear mm-hmm. in his directive interestingly enough he's clear like what i was saying i guess he he clearly understands both sides of it yes and like successfully plays both sides mm-hmm. of it you know like we're, we're i mean we're led to believe that all he wants is for the person to like let the truth out until he reveals at the end. And he's like, I never thought you would. And I'm proud of you for not. Yeah. Um, and he, he just really successfully does that when no other adult is able to be like, you're right. This mm-hmm. is a loyalty situation and also an authority situation. Mm-hmm. It's very good. It's, it's good, good stuff. Episode. Yeah. That's, and that's just, that's well-crafted. And I think it's, again, we're beginning to open the box of Sean is the bad kid and Corey's mm-hmm. covering for him, yeah. which is uh, continuously a plot line for this show in general. But at the same oh, yeah. time, it's kind of like, this is something small. Wait until it gets like, we kind of watch Sean spiral into, he's holding a bat about to smash Turner's motorcycle, mm-hmm. you know? So we kind of watch the beginning of Sean just kind of messing around. And even though he says it's never going to happen again, it does. And so we start to, we're opening the, the door to Sean's mischief. It's good times. I mean, <laughs> cherry bomb. Cherry yeah, bomb that's it true. That is where it all started. It all that all started. Everything up in there, Sean's just kind of a dick, but the cherry bombs when we're into like real danger territory. Yep. That's like could have hurt somebody. Yeah. And it's a, yeah. Destroyed a lot of mail. That is a, that is a federal crime. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's fine. We're good. Everyone, I want a good laugh about it. Oh yeah. Eventually after the power came back on in the Matthews household. Oh. Um, oh, I was going to say this week, the door is Feeney's office. Yes. It is Feeney's office. It is Feeney's office this time. Last it time was, it was nothing. And episode one, episode it was the one, boys' it was bathroom. The boys, like senior bathroom, mm-hmm. specifically the boys' specifically senior, the senior bathroom. bathroom. Episode two, I didn't even touch on it because there was nothing on the door in the second. Yeah, episode. it was just a door. It was just now a it's door. Feeney's now office. It's Feeney's office. And it's like it's a plot point that it's Feeney's office because yes. we are writing on the door. Yep. We are changing the writing on it. Yep. And God so forbid even, we like, add another door somewhere else no. to write on. It's not even in the background of a shot. In the hap- like a lot of the episodes, the just sign on the door changes for the background. This time, it is a part of the oh, story. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that oh, door yeah. is the the fourth character. 
So Desiree is the worst. Oh, God. This always made me pissed off when I was younger, too. Growing up in East Tennessee, anytime someone from, like, Tennessee or Georgia is on a sitcom, they're mm-hmm. just the trashiest, most disgusting, worst, mm-hmm. like, hick of a human. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, I'm not going to pretend that girl doesn't exist somewhere in Tennessee. But like, that girl exists everywhere. Right. Like, she's a real person. But she's not unique to Georgia. No. But, like, it seems like the only people we ever meet in a sitcom from Tennessee or Alabama or Georgia are back of the woods, shit in the, wo- shit in the woods trash. <laughs> uh, you know, with their... They're all still living, like, it's fucking colonial era. Uh, yeah. T- you know. It's, it's crazy to me that, that that is something that you... That you think about. I, because you never hear about, no one makes fun of Illinois. No, like, no one makes Illinois jokes in a, in a TV a, show. Yeah. I there's mean, they might there. make fun of like a Chicago in. Yeah. You but gotta, there's not really even that much there. They'd just be like, you and your thick pizza. Like, I don't know. You can't oh, I mean, even, I like, could, I could shit on Chicagoans a lot. But the only thing I could shit on is Chicago sports teams. Sure. Like, I don't, I don't. Well, and so, you know, uh, Sarah and I watched. The, the Halloween episode of Hannah Montana. It's this episode where her cousin, who is also played by Miley, shows up to visit, mm-hmm. right? And, like, takes over her life. And she's, like, straight out of the fucking country fair. Yep. Cowboy boots and cowboy shirt, cowboy hat. Thick southern accent with a yep. bunch of nonsense sayings that mean nothing. Mm-hmm. And, like, the whole... T- and that, Hannah Montana is probably one of the worst perpetuators of a TV oh, show. entirely. In terms of, like, when, again, growing up in Tennessee, me being, like, upset about seeing Southern people characterized in sitcoms. Um, which, like, I'm able to articulate that much more clearly now. When yes. I was a kid, it was like, that's not what people in Tennessee are like. You know, here I am, <laughs> right? But now I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, this is a, a depiction stereotype yeah. problem not on the level of any minority in the world that's yeah. getting poorly represented in major like mainstream media. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, kicking down at like privileged, some sometimes racist white Southern folk. So yeah. like not the worst thing. Yeah. I feel but, like it's just a because you could go outside the country. It's just like a United States thing because you could go outside the country and they'd be like, I don't know the difference between. Yeah. Like, I have no idea. But it's just, I think it's just ever since, like, probably dates back to, like, the fucking Civil War when we, when the North, the North got a big ass attitude after we (laughs) kicked your asses. So we were just like, all right, well, we get all the glory for You know what they they like to call the Civil War in the South? What? The War of Northern Aggression. Are you kidding me? (laughs) God damn it. Come on. Straight up, some some good old boy Confederate flag waving oh nonsense. God, when is. it is not called the Civil War, it is called the War of Northern Aggression. I feel like because if you analyze that sentence, you realize that that makes the North the bad guys. The bad guys, because yep. they were aggressive and came down and took all our shit and ruined us. Yep, which is historically, kids, not what happened. <laughs> not what happened. <laughs> Go to your history classes. Uh, learn what really happened. Well, unless your history teacher is teaching you the war of Northern aggression. Yeah, I was going to say, unless you're learning the right. wrong thing. We've talked about revisionist history before. Um, Do your research. Right. Read a book. Read a book, please. <laughs> so anyway, this is, we're wildly yeah. tangential now. Oh, yeah. Uh, but basically, I was always pissed off with Desiree, yeah. though. I've I never... 
God. Never even thought about that as just a... I mean, like, she's also an annoying-ass character in a mm-hmm. million ways, and she's supposed to be. Yes. But, like, just... The fact strict, that they laid it on Right, that strictly southern. down to, like, gross southern accent, stupid sayings that make no sense, all these mm-hmm. things. And I was like, yeah, she exists. I get it. But, like, so, you know... Yeah, so does someone else very similar in another state that you could equally make fun of and... Yeah, I guess you, the reason you don't get Illinois like jokes is because like it's all just the Midwest. Like they're Pretty much. Midwest. I mean, you get Minnesotan jokes a lot. You do get a lot of Minnesota. But there's jokes. also in Illinois, there's no real accent to mimic. Like a Minnesotan, you can you can throw <laughs> on a heavy Northern accent, and like obviously yeah. the South, but like, you have a Southern. You know, accent, you get but. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Michigan. Right, but like if we're stereotyping like that character into a sitcom, that's just a Midwestern. Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. Like I'm from the plains, you know. Yep, like, <laughs> like I'm from the flat place. Right, and like Here that's, we are. we're just gonna run with that stereotype. So I guess it all exists, but like it's always somebody from fucking Tennessee. You know, yeah. the Amanda Show had um, it's what's her name, you can Becky, make like a... right? Is that the girl in the girls' yes, room sketch? Yes, and I'm from and Tennessee. Tennessee, and I like it. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, all right. Well, so Desiree, Desiree sucks. She's not even from Tennessee. She's from Georgia. That's true. She's probably but from everything fucking... that she wears. You can probably find at your nearest Urban Outfitters. So that's true. <laughs> yeah. Also, on, on the line of not great girls in this episode, Molly kind of sucks. She was fine at the beginning, um, but then as soon as the computer thing goes wrong she like oh. loses her mind on eric for much. no reason eric chased after her like she mm-hmm. he can't I, like he clearly didn't have anything to do not, with it yeah yeah it's dumb it's if she dumb. were mad at eric because she Thought was accusing it. his little brother of doing it then that's one thing but i don't i think she was mad at eric she was, was like, mad what? at eric that it happened because he clearly didn't do it yeah he there's was, no way left the room so, yeah, it's irrational. It's silly. Yeah, it's nonsense. it feels very... It's a plot device to introduce Desiree, who the <laughs> didn't need. That's true. That's uh, very true. All right. Who's, where are we? MVPs? Where are we? We got more, get, more goodies that I'm skipping? I wanted to ask and have the conversation um, in the event that you were put in Corey's position. Would you do oh, it? Would I you do. rat on your friend? Um, I don't know. I probably. <laughs> Skylar was a goody goody. In, in I was a good. I mean, I would have tried really hard to get them to just like fess up to it. Mm-hmm. But I, I had some real, real case of Catholic guilt growing up in yep. my life. So like, I probably would have caved. Um. I also probably would have like reasoned it out and been like. This is a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Let's move on. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I probably would have given it up. I wouldn't... I don't... But see, I don't think I would have seen it as, like, I'm ratting on my friend. I think I would have been, like, I was present and involved in this and, like, feel my own sense of guilt. And, yeah, like, yeah, kinda, yeah. like, say what happened. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't... I don't think I'd look at it and, like, definitely not trying to throw a friend under the bus. Like, I would go down with them. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't like lie and keep anything up yeah 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 what about you 
I probably would not have, yeah, like ratted on a friend, but we probably would have conspired and been like, this is what happened. And we probably would have made up this entirely new lie. Because ah. I actually did do not that specifically, but sure. like, so we had two separate campuses for middle and high school. But again, I went to a private school K through 12. So we had to get back over to the high school in order to go to band every mm-hmm. week because there was not a band room in the middle school. Mm-hmm. So we missed the bus one week and we kind of, we hated band. So we kind of did it on purpose. There was only a five minute window between the last period and getting on the band bus to head back over. Cause it was mm. still another like six minute drive when we were not present. We were um, brought into the principal's office and he was like, you know, you can get suspended cause that's like skipping classes. Not mm. okay. Mm-hmm. And so then we kind of came up with like our own, like we were in the bathroom, <laughs> we missed the bus. Like, I'm sorry. Like mm-hmm. it kind of veered into like, well, we were having women's troubles uh, and yeah. like that kind of thing. You uh-huh. can kind of like play that off in eighth grade. Cause uh-huh. that's when all of the hormones are starting. So, uh-huh. but it was kind of one of those things where we just didn't want to go to band that bad that we were like, <laughs> let's make up a brand new lie. We're both responsible sure. for this, but like, let's make up a brand new lie that, that like gets us better. out of see. severe punishment. And so I feel like that's, that's probably what, what we would have done. Gotcha. Yeah. Little outdated tidbit. Uh, I think, oh yeah, Eric says something about I left the room and or Molly double checked everything before the discs went to the printers. Ah, yeah. Ah, floppy What discs. a sentence. <laughs> I know. I, I listened... The first time I watched the episode, it, I'd ne- I didn't catch it. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, wait a second, disc. Well, and also, like, when you look at the computer screen, whatever the fuck this mm-hmm. program is that they're using to make this newspaper yep. look so stupid. And the way that it happens where they're like, button, button, screen, something changes. Like, it's yep. so clearly not happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Very, very dated. So dated. But... Still funny. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much it. Okay. As Here's far your as my MVP. notes go. My MVP is actually Corey. Wow. I know. There he goes. Good for him. I know. Well, and it's just because, again, the adults are very kind of wishy-washy on their decisions because uh-huh. none of them really know what is right and what is wrong. Sean uh-huh. is definitely not the MVP. If he no. came forward and confessed, he might be. No. But he was yeah. just kind of like taking advantage of Corey's friendship. Yeah, it's not him. There's nothing in the B plot with Eric and Desiree and Jason. Nothing there. No, no one is. No one is doing well there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I. Nice. I'm giving it to Corey. Great. Yours is probably Feeny. Oh shit! When you say <laughs> it like that. Yes, it is Feeny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've already defended this. It's because like he he plays both sides mm-hmm. so well. Yeah. Without ever tipping his his at that oh, like yeah. that's what he's doing so. I think he just has a really excellent understanding of the situation mm-hmm. and its repercussions for him and for the students. Like he does such an amazing job of protecting himself and them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Feeny. Ah, Feeny. It's always Feeny. It's not always. It's always Feeny. But I'm surprised. Keeping an MVP count after season one, we we had a surprising limited amount of. Let me show you both. Counts. Yeah. Well, I think that we'll get more. Oh, more yeah. And, as the season More and more as he gets more clearly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine in all of season one. Between the two of us? Between the two of us. Yeah. I mean, that's almost half. 
No, it's not because technically that's nine out of that's forty. That's nine out of forty something. Yeah, forty-four. Right. So, so it's. But we have a good, a very mixed bag in season one. There's yeah. a lot of I see just looking at it now. I see a lot of Amys. Mm. See a couple Allens. I mm-hmm. see more Erics than I initially anticipated. Mm-hmm. Couple different Corys. Couple Topangas. Minkus mm-hmm. once or twice. So yeah. no, we're gonna and it's, Morgan, it's gonna get a little more consistent probably. Yeah. And Morgan. Morgan swept in episode eighteen because episode eighteen sucked. Yeah, that's true. Very good. Well good show. Good show. Good show, old chap. Anything else to to wrap this guy up? No, I hope we got that siren in the background. Mmm, that sweet, sweet Chicago siren. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Follow us. Like us. Yes. Like Love us. Share us. <laughs> Tell your friends. Uh, at the Feeny Call Podcast. The Feeny Call Podcast at gmail.com. Right? Yep. And at Instagram, Call. Twitter, Facebook. Yep. Send us We're a message. There. Megan's still pumping out some write poems. A, yeah, write us a review and then you'll get a poem. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. <laughs> tell your enemies. It's a threat. Tell, tell your, your strangers. Yeah. Tell your friends. <laughs> I swear to God. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, y'all. Yeah. Class dismissed. <laughs>